right, welcome back to another episode of the Fourth Short Podcast. We are back uh, in action, ready to discuss the NFC West today. I am the self-proclaimed Steeler fan, Jason Feld. I am along with the Crimson Cowboy of the South, down in Cowboys country, Trent Hemphill, and the Cheesehead of the South, high above Lambeau Field, Matt <laughs> Peterson. Welcome in. Matt, I like that smile, smile, Matt. You are, yeah, I put a lot of effort into that. <laughs> it was a happy. That's happy like uh, you know, like when the 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 chimps want to show aggression, they show their teeth. It's kind of more like that. <laughs> what, what is that? Is that from that from the episode of The Office where I think so? Yeah, is it Dwight talks about somebody? Yeah. Somebody They're talks about some, smile for picture or something like that. Yeah, all I see showing is, uh, uh, showing your teeth is a sign of. Uh, what does he say? Submission? He, it's a sign of dominant or submission in primates. Yeah. 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 Oh. <laughs> anyway. Well, so, that was a fail then. And then <laughs> well, now we know that we're both right and he's wrong, and he he knows it too. So Yeah, sure. That's all right. <laughs> That's all right. Well, uh, before we get into things, let me at least mention that we've got good news for baseball uh coming out this week. Hopefully we'll have some kind of a season starting later this month. And then also basketball, the schedule for basketball, at least initially came out. So things are trending in the right direction for sports. Um, We're still, uh, I would think on track for the NFL. Uh, They'll probably use these startups and restarts for these other leagues to figure out exactly what they're going to be doing. But I, I think we're, I think it's good news for the sport world. So what do you guys think? Well, they, they already canceled the hall of fame game. And then they're saying that they're probably going to knock it down to two preseason games. Yeah. So I think, I think, I think though that they're probably going to do that because those are not quite as necessary. I was kind of looking forward to the hall of fame game, even though nobody plays in that game, but only because it's Cowboys Steelers, but yeah, I mean that that's, you know, that's a classic matchup. So, Mm -hmm. Yeah, always good. Always good. So anyway, well, you guys ready to get into it tonight? Let's do it. All right. Do let's it. get into our first section. Hi. So first and 10, as we said in our last episode, is going to be a special edition uh, each week. As we go through these uh, divisional previews, we're going to be asking the question, are we going for it? Or are we punting on a question? And so I've got two, actually. It's a, it's a double dose for you tonight. Um, I think as we look at the NFC West, for me, obviously it is the home, the NFC champion, San Francisco 49ers. They, I, I think they, they kept, you know, similar to what the chiefs did. They added a few pieces, didn't really lose anybody, um, of real importance. And so I think, I think that they're still sitting at the top of this division, but if there's one team that has received some hype in the off season, that I'm looking forward to watch, uh, and that's the Arizona Cardinals. So, uh, going or punting, Arizona, its win total for 2019, which was 5-10-1, so they had five wins in 2019. Uh, they double their win total and finish second behind San Fran. Matt? Punt. Punt. Okay, both of you punting. All right. Matt, you can explain your reason why first. I mean, look – this could be one of the, the best divisions in football. I think that uh, 
that the Rams couldn't really get their act together last year, and they were in the Super Bowl before that. So they're by any means a bad team. Uh, I think that the Rams are still going to struggle this next year, and but even with them struggling, they're going to be annoying. So you've got San Francisco and Seattle who are just going to dominate that division. So as long as those two teams are there, I don't think there's enough wins to go around. So Arizona is the one who's not going to be able to, to, to get some of those wins. They're going to be the bottom of that division along with the Rams. They might finish third. I don't know. Either way, the two of them are going to be trading back and forth at the bottom. They they may not even be bad. You know, who knows? Maybe both teams are, you know, seven and nine or eight and eight, somewhere in that range. They're just not going to be able to keep up with San Francisco or the Seahawks. No, nah, that's that's pretty much where I'm going. The addition of DeAndre Hopkins was huge, obviously, um, which we'll talk more about that when we get to them in the actual division talk. Uh, but like Matt said, I just don't think – I mean, that division is stacked. Um Seattle's going to be good as long as Russell Wilson's there. Um, you know, San Fran, I don't think I don't think they're going to be as good as they were last year, but they did add, add some key pieces uh, uh, as far as, you know, I, I think Ken Law is going to be a, a huge um, addition. I think he might even be in the running, like, really high up in defensive rookie of the year. Uh, so. I just, like Matt said, Arizona's the odd man out in that division, I think. Okay. All right. Um, Well, I guess we will see. Let me give you a second one. Now, there have been rumors how legitimate that they are. That's yet to be seen. But two big-name free agent wide receivers, both who didn't really play in the NFL at all last year to speak of. Uh, But Des Bryant and Antonio Brown both have been linked to mm-hmm. rumors with teams in this division. Des Bryant with the 49ers, uh, which makes sense just because they have had some injuries on the wide receiving core, which may not have been that great to begin with. And then Antonio Brown with the Seahawks. So going or punting, one NFC West team adds a free agent wide receiver before the offseason is over. One of those two. Going for it. Okay. Des Bryant will be a 49er. All right. Matt's calling for Des signing. Matt? Uh, I'm I'm going – well, that's Trent. I'm Matt. But, yeah, uh, <laughs> I'm going for it as well. Um, I, I, I was looking to, to the Callan Cowherd show the other day, and he was talking about how, you know, Des Bryant could possibly go to the Seahawks. I don't think that that's going to happen because, to his point – He doesn't, he doesn't he, fit in there. No, he doesn't. I mean, remember – the way Pete Cal runs it, they're a defensive team first, they're a running team second, and they're, oh, Russell Wilson bail us out with some magic if, uh, you know, things get yeah, out of hand. Yeah. So there's not enough, there's not enough uh, opportunities to throw the ball to go around between DK Metcalf, Talia Lockett, and then adding Antonio Brown. You don't, just, you don't have enough pass attempts to go around. You know, okay, yes, I mean, I understand that he was pretty high up in passing yards this last year, but I just don't think he's going to fit into that system because they may not air out the ball enough to keep Antonio Brown happy because they already have two good wide receivers. I just don't think it'll be him. Uh, I think that Antonio, the 49ers and, are the, the candidate to get another wide receiver just because they are in need of one, you know, with Emmanuel Sanders leaving. 
And not only that, but they're they're kind of in the same situation as the Packers because you have the two people who both were came from that same kind of coaching tree where they're going to do some innovative Sorry. stuff, but they want to. Sorry, I see. Uh, but like I say, he, both Lafleur and uh, Shanahan are kind of in that same mindset of run the ball first and do some innovative trickery kind of stuff and play good defense. Uh, but they don't have that stud receiver who can go out there and kind of help them out, which is why I think they'll pick up another free agent wide receiver. Whether it says Bryant or whether it's somebody else, I don't know, but I think the 49ers will get something. Yeah, I, I can agree with that. I the, the 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 rumors of Antonio Brown going to the Seahawks, you know, on paper it makes sense as far as he kind of fits into that backyard style of football that Russ plays when he has to scramble. But at the same time, like you said, they have Lockett. They've got Metcalf, who kind of had a breakout last year. There, there's really no target. There's not a target share for him that is going to keep Antonio Brown happy. So I just don't know if you can, like, you can't deal with Antonio Brown. That's – I don't think he, his talent – at this point, his talent's not worth the headache. Right. You want to give that, you a – can I make another hot may, take? Oh, yeah, man, please do. I want the Packers to sign Antonio Brown. Dude, Here's why. And Aaron Rodgers would kill each other. Probably. Here's why, though. The reality is okay. you got – Matt would be okay with that. Yeah. <laughs> I think that you've got – you got what? Two years left of the Rodgers show? Maybe Probably, three? yeah. Man, try – just take a shot. What's the worst that can happen? We don't get another Super Bowl. We're not going to get one anyway this year. Man, take a shot. We need a, another wide receiver. Of course, he's going to be annoying. Of course, it's going to be problematic. Who cares? Just take a shot. I'm willing to try it. I'm, I'm willing to try anything. This is a win now. Remember how I let go of my boy running back last year, Saquon Barkley? Win now, baby. <laughs> that wasn't even the, the argument. You let him go for David Johnson. Shut up. We're that, was, that, was, that was the argument. <laughs> we'll get the you, were today. you were basically You were basically the Texans – and was it who who had Saquon? Me. Yeah, and Jason was the Cardinals. So, yeah. Um, and I and I do I do thank you. I, I take away from my point here. Yeah, I, I digress. Des Bryant will be the free agent to sign first, and it'll be with the 49ers. All right. What? Just real quick, thirty seconds. What about what's your uh, thought on that fit? Uh, I think it's a good fit. I think he's 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 a big body, strong receiver. Um, uh, fits well with uh, uh, Debo, and Debo's got the speed. Uh, Des can really he. I mean, he could play any position. Um, like he could he could go in the slot if he wants. He could play outside. Um, and I, I th- I think he'll he's matured a lot. I follow him on Instagram, so. Uh, Will he still be a diva on the sideline? Probably. But I think as far as with that team, the way that they, they play, their run-first mentality, kind of like the Cowboys. Um, so I, I really think, um, you know, when Garoppolo's throwing for Dez and the other team intercepts it, you know, it, at least he'll be throwing for Dez. Uh, Over but, under eight games, eight and a half games that uh, Dez Bryant cries and calls Jimmy Garoppolo's quarterback. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to go no games. I don't think he's going to do that. (laughs) 
I'm just kidding. All right. Well, that was first and 10. Let's, uh, you guys ready to talk about the NFC West? Let's do it. All right. Let's get into second along tonight. Hi. So NFC West, similar to what we did last week, we're just going to run through each team, uh, highlight some key additions and subtractions and then give a question uh for the storyline obviously we're going to start right at the top last year uh with the san francisco 49ers they finished 13 and 3 uh they demolished the packers in the championship game just throwing that out there and then uh lost in the super bowl uh to patrick mahomes and the kansas city chiefs giving up 21 points in the fourth quarter to lose that game so uh for the niners they added Wide receiver Travis Benjamin. Who cares? I was going to say, I don't even know who that is. Trent Williams on the offensive line. That's a great addition. That's huge. And then, like you mentioned before, Trent, they added Javon Kinlaw out of South Carolina in the draft, and then Brandon Ayuk out of Arizona State, I believe. Uh, Wide receiver there. They lost, as we already said as well, Emmanuel Sanders, wide receiver. DeForest Buckner on the defensive line and Joe Staley on the offensive line. Um, I think that they upgraded by adding Williams to replace Staley. Um, so Staley was I, just old. You're right. And I think that was the biggest. Now, Staley was great as far as being on that team, but I think Trent Williams could do the same thing as a veteran player. So storyline yeah. and question for you guys. Uh, can because the 49ers, their game plan last year was, and they had a few games where Jimmy G had to take the ball and throw it to win the game. But ideally, they're trying to run the ball and play defense. Mm-hmm. So can the 49ers ride that game plan of run game and defense to another Super Bowl berth? Or will Jimmy G need to step up consistently with this young wide receiving core to make that happen, Trent? Uh, I am not a big believer in Jimmy G. I think that, you know, for the little amount of time that he was on the field up in New England, obviously we've seen that any quarterback can thrive in that system. That's not a knock on Tom Brady. I'm talking about the Matt Castle season. Um, I've never been a big fan of Jimmy G. I don't think that he – is he a good quarterback? Yes. But is he like that elite quarterback that's going to win the big game for you? I don't. I don't think so. Um, so as far as the young receiving core, no. I I think though that if they just stick with their formula, you know, ram it down the throats of uh, the teams that they play, and then play defense. You know, I don't think that their defense really suffered that much. DeForest Buckner's a big loss, but like I said earlier, Ken Law is a. I mean that that dude's a difference maker. Uh, right. So, so I really think um, I don't think they're gonna. I don't know if they're gonna win 13 games again. I mean, that's that's hard to do in the NFL, especially back to back. But I still think they're that they'll you know win the division, and I I still think that they'll you know have one of the best defenses in the league. But I just don't see Jimmy G being the difference maker. All right, Matt. Any thoughts from you on that? Yeah, I don't think the question is. Is he able to, or do I like his ability to put the ball in his hands? I think the reality is that they're going to have to put the ball in his hands and ask him to win the game. 
statistically, usually one of the two teams that goes to the Super Bowl does not even make the playoffs. The, the 49ers are my pick to not even make the playoffs. I don't think they're even going to make it. I think because of the rest of that division is so good, I think that it's going to come down to a lot of close games that are going to depend on some magic at the end. Uh, does Jimmy G have the ability and the skill to, when the game is on the line, you know, lead that drive, you know, that 90-yard drive, that 80-yard drive to go down there and put the ball in the end zone? No. Uh, it, it's, it'd be tough to say yes, you know. Uh, All right. The well, then plan I have a- has been to keep the ball out of his hands and not make him make those throws. And but he's going to have to this year, and I don't think he gets it done. All right. Question then, because and this may be just a one-time thing. Did he not do that in the New uh, Orleans Saints game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like when, when I thought of it. Okay, no. Here's what he did. He hit freaking uh, Kittle on a five-yard slant, and then this that man Kittle took did it. the rest. Yeah, and he. He did the rest. That was not Jimmy G. I could have went out and made that throw. They blew the coverage. He just went Oop, for five yards and Kittle was like, wow. And he just ran all the way down the field. I mean, that's, that's like, this is true. yeah, that, right. that was all Greg Kittle. So, or George Kittle. Yeah. I don't know why I just yeah. said Greg Kittle. <laughs> you were thinking of Olsen, I guess. Greg I don't know. Olsen, I'm tired. <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. We know what you meant. So, all right, well, let's move on to the Seattle Seahawks. And uh, Seattle finished 11 and five last year um, with the real MVP. Yep. I would story. agree with that. Um, they added or re-added, I suppose I should say Bruce Irvin, uh, who had played for them initially, I believe they drafted him. Uh, yeah. They didn't really have much to speak of in the draft. They didn't really lose anybody. Um, so my question is storyline for this team. Obviously, like we just said, Russell Wilson is the MVP. He does not get enough credit in this league. Um, no, he doesn't. And, and it's all. a shame. And, and we, do, we don't, admittedly, we don't give him enough credit. So, hey, halfway through the season, I said he was the MVP of the league. It's true. It's true. I think we all did. I'm just saying we should, we, there should be more of that, like consistently. It's, it's cool. like it surprises us. The, the thing about the Seahawks is they're going to Seahawk. So they're going to be good. They're going to contend. It's just, I don't know if Pete, if they all go in the locker room and hold hands and smoke dope together, I don't know what Pete Carroll has them doing, but they want to win for that guy. And I don't know how, like that dude has to go through like 20 pieces of gum a game. Cause either that or it's really nasty by the end. Yeah. But it, it he, he reminds me of, um, Violet Beauregard from Willy Wonka, the the, the one that chews <laughs> yeah. the gum all the time. Yeah. Um, and whatever he's doing, it's working. So I don't know if maybe he's got the same piece of gum that he had back at USC or or what. But um, <laughs> man, that would be disgusting. Uh, but as long as <laughs> they have Russell Wilson on it, he keeps it in a little like ring box and pulls it out for every game. Yeah, every every sign it in there. Every game. <laughs> oh um, man. I, as long as they, as long as they have Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson, though, it's a good combo. I don't, I don't think that they're gonna, you know, be legit Super Bowl contenders just because it's tough. I mean, the, the NFL is tough, but I do think that they will. Like I said, I think San Fran. I still think they'll win the division. I know Matt said they won't make the playoffs, playoffs. but I, I think that the Seahawks will push the 49ers to the limit. Um, at least and contend for the division. 
Okay. Uh, well, so my, yeah. the, my question then about them for the, the storyline for this coming year, uh, because it seems like at least since they made those Super Bowl runs uh, several years ago, they've been lacking. Something has been missing. Um, oh, their defense and, isn't as good. Yeah, right. And, and I think that's, I, I think that's it. So I guess right now going into this year, and maybe we've just answered this question, does Russ have enough around him, whether it's the rest of the offense or the defense on the other side of the to make it past the other NFC power teams like San Francisco, Green Bay, Dallas, New Orleans. Yes. Well, I, okay. Their, well, see, you're, their you're offensive line the, is, is terrible. It's still terrible. He gets sacked all the time. They, their defense is, is it gets worse. I feel like it gets worse each year since those Super Bowls were run. Like they're going to lose Clowney. They're not going to sign him. So I, I don't think as good as Russell Wilson is, as great as Russell Wilson is, as magical as he is, I just don't see him having enough to get through the NFC and get back on top again. All right, Matt, you're coming from the other side, so go ahead. Yeah, I'm coming from the other side. Uh, First off, I want to say that Pete Carroll, Russell Wilson is probably the most underrated quarterback coach combo in NFL history. Also, I think that they – the Seahawks have relied on their run game a lot. Uh, that's where Carroll kind of what he likes, and he's always been a defensive-minded guy too. So between the run game and then the, uh, the great defense is kind of in his mo. Yeah, the defense is more name than game, but you know I'm a firm believer that he always has. You know, even when they lose guys, they keep losing guys left and right. They're still able to have a very good defense from year to year. Not the best, not what they were. That's true. It's not Legion of Boom, you know, but it's still good. Okay. When they went through that real sucky phase like two years ago, they had zero run game. They've finally been able to establish a bit of a run game again. Well, it's hard because Carson gets hurt all the time. Yeah. And, but I think, I think that kind of a, kind of a new rejuvenated uh, run game, obviously you still have the, the it factor with Russell Wilson. I think, yeah. I think that they're a historically good coach who has historically good defenses. and. As long as they have a healthy running back, they take that division. Okay. All right. Let's move on to the Rams uh, because I feel like the Rams, as we said, they were the team from two years ago that went to the Super Bowl that did not make the playoffs this past year, underperformed all year, did deal with some injuries. They finished nine and seven, third in that division. Their additions, they added Leonard Floyd uh, on the defensive side of the ball, Ashawn Robinson on the offensive – or no, defensive side of the ball, I'm sorry – uh, they added Cam Akers in the draft, running back out of Florida State. Uh, this is where they took the hit, was on their defense. They lost Dante Fowler and Corey Littleton. Uh, they also lost Clay Matthews, which I, I know that's not a huge loss as far as talent, but sorry. It's <laughs> um, not. I was saying get rid of that fool for like three years. Doing three years, um, listen to me. And they also got rid of no knees Todd Gurley and traded Brandon Cooks to the Texans for a second round pick. Uh, go figure. So uh, some turnover there on the on the Rams. Let me ask you this, because I think the question for the Rams is now with Gurley gone, who's been the face of that franchise for the last however many years, uh, who steps up to fill the role of Todd Gurley? And well, that's my first question. Because let me read you off their running back. So they got Malcolm Brown, 
actually got Daryl Daryl Henderson, the aforementioned Cam Akers rookie, John Kelly, and James Gilbert. Wait, what happened to Anderson? What happened to CJ Anderson? Oh, he didn't He's, sign. He they cut him after their Super Bowl season. Mm-hmm. Oh dang! Yeah, yeah, he I'm bounced really around last year. Jeez. Yeah, so. I mean, not being able to watch any of those guys, I don't know if I feel like any of them have the talent. I think Cam Akers, I mean, he was the first running back off the board in the draft, so apparently they think that he's got some talent. They're high on him. Um, do you guys have any thoughts? Well, first of all, I guess, do you have any thoughts about that? And then let me ask you this. With an old offensive line, because that's been the problem for the Rams the last couple of years, does it even matter? Look, I've got no clue who this team is. And they make so many moves during the offseason. I never knew know who this team is. You get a new team every single year. It's not like, oh, yeah, we had this team this last year, and now we're going to build on a little bit and improve on it. It's like every single year it's like a brand-new team, brand-new team. Ever since Sean McVay came in, it's just brand-new every year. Heck, if I know what they're going to do or who they're going to be, I don't know who these running backs are. It's all going to boil down to how Goff plays, and he's not good. So. Um, uh, the, I, I mean, Goff is my ultimate comparison for Jerry Jones to Dak. It's like if the Rams are going to pay that dude that much money, you kind of got to pay Dak that much money. <laughs> uh, I, I, Jerry I, Goff. But I think Malcolm Brown is a decent running back because um, mm-hmm. he came out of Texas, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah, I think so. Um, And I think uh, – Cam Akers, you know, I, what little I did watch of him in college, he was he was pretty pretty good running back. Um, I mean, he went to Florida State. You know, they're not very good, but mm-hmm. it's still Florida State. Um, I don't I don't know. I I just think that the the poor Rams just don't like Matt said they have no identity. Like, and McVeigh's all about you know new age high power offense. Who do they have on offense? Cooper Cup? I mean, other than Robert Woods. Robert and... Woods. Yeah. Cooper, Cooper Robert Cup. Woods. Exactly. I... I like Cooper Cup, yeah. Oh, Cooper Cup. Yeah, I mean, Cooper's and good. he he performed well even after his, his injury, but that's the thing. But, that all, but again, that all rides on cloth. Yep, it does. Uh, so. And and Goff, he ain't he ain't all that. I mean, we know that he ain't that. So, yeah, it's just you don't know what you're gonna get. There, they could finish second in the division. They could finish last. I don't know. Flip a coin. It's true. It's true. All right. Well, let's move on to the last team of the division, uh, the Arizona Cardinals. We started this episode talking about them at first and ten. They finished last season five, ten, and one. Uh, I believe didn't they tie the Lions like in the first week or two of the season, and everybody was like, "Oh, that was like the." Well, remember of the, the legend no, of the, Murray. They tied the Lions in like week four because weren't the Lions three and zero? Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. That's, and yeah, that that's was the one, end one of the thing, Lions. That's the one thing I won't be able to live down is that episode where I'm sitting here, I'm going, "Yeah, I think the Lions might be legit. <laughs> I can't believe it. Wow. <laughs> yeah, biggest <laughs> fail." I've ever had on this podcast. That was <laughs> was it really though, dude? I'm spot on. Dude, I am fire, <laughs> dude. Okay, I have nothing 
but hot takes that come true. Oh, man. Okay. All right. Well, hey, make the hot take list. We'll play Matt right, Matt wrong at the end of the season. Let's oh, do I it. I love that. I love that. All right. Yeah, we definitely will. All right. So they added DeAndre Hopkins, probably the biggest addition, maybe. Okay. Besides Tom Brady going to the Buccaneers, biggest addition of the offseason, DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, they also Best. added Isaiah Simmons out of Clemson in the draft. Yep. Very, I like him. very high Best on the defense in the draft. Yeah, and they needed the defensive help. That was besides the Kyler on the offensive side of the ball because their run game clicked once they got Kank last year. So uh, they needed help on the defensive side, and they lost their subtraction, David Johnson, which didn't really matter because helps their team. That helps. You said we said before the season ended that he would never play another snap. That's true. We did uh, as a Cardinal. We called it here first. True. All right. So it. it's another hot take by Matt that was right. All right. So we have said that this is. I don't think he ever the, played a snap for your fantasy team either. <laughs> Actually, he did. Okay. It wasn't meaningful. There was one game. There was one game. There was one game where they let him play the first drive and then benched him the rest of the time. <laughs> Trust me, I know. <laughs> so good oh man okay oh, man. so we've said that this is one of the best divisions in football it's going to be highly contended if these teams play to their potential um now already making this the the or talking about the thought that the cardinals are not going to finish second they may still finish last however in a contended dis, uh, division that could still be within a game or two. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it, it doesn't mean that they're completely out of it. So let me ask you, do the Cardinals take a jump from seller dweller to division contender, whatever that means in year two from the cliff and Kyler show? Division's going to be close. I mean, uh, I contender. what, what's your, at, at that point, at this point is relative. Think so personally, I don't think so. Is it possible? Yes. I'm still not that high on Kyler Murray, so they're gonna they're gonna air it out. He likes to air it out like what was it, forty, fifty attempts per game, and now you add it. Yeah. At the beginning of the season, that, that that well, that definitely tailed off at the end, which may hey, have he is been going a lot. to feast. He's gonna feast this year. Who DeAndre Hopkins? Yeah. Yeah, he's still. Oh, no, I, I, I guarantee I, you. I guarantee you, Cliff Kingsbury still airs it out like crazy. And now you got that much talent there. He's gonna feast. Plus a full year I of Kenyon Drake. I don't think Deshaun. I don't think. Uh, I don't think Kyler Murray's better than Deshaun Watson. No, he's not. But, I, the, but the amount of but I do that think that. Get hit there. But I do think Christian Kirk is a is a great you know offsetting wide receiver, mm-hmm. and I think that Kenyon Drake is a uh, is gonna be. Pretty pretty good too, and you still got Fitz, Father Time. So, yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, it's I, plays out of slot as number three receiver. Yep. I think and, yeah. I think that the wide receivers that they have can make Kyler Murray look good, whether he legitimately, especially is or DeAndre not. Hopkins. Right. So I think then that the question for them really is going to be because offensively they were in a lot of games, but their defense couldn't close people down last year. So with the addition of Simmons, it's going to be a, 
the best athlete in the draft can make a difference that they think he can make. Yeah. Because Isaiah Simmons was the best athlete in the draft. I agree with that. I agree. So, all right, well, that's going to do it for the NFC West. Uh, We will wrap up with third and three and get ready to close out tonight. Hi. So third and three tonight, we have talked about, we, we really didn't, mentioned this part of their skill set but we've talked about a couple of dual uh dual threat quarterbacks in the nfc west between russell wilson kyler murray um and so i thought we could just take a couple minutes and talk about the greatest dual threat quarterbacks in nfl history there have been quite a few of them um and so i'm not going to put a label on what that means i'm going to let you guys decide um, I'm going to go ahead and uh, start by saying, and, and this may be controversial, there may be one name that if you were to ask the average NFL fan who's the best dual threat quarterback in the NFL. Everybody in the world is going to say Michael Vick. Exactly, but I am not. He's not. Oh, I'm not either. I'm okay, not wonderful. Either. So let's just talk about Michael Vick then for a second, since we've all said we're not going to say Michael Vick. And the reason why I'm not – I know the man rushed for the most yards in, in NFL history as a quarterback, most touchdowns. Wasn't, very, wasn't a great passer, though. How many rings well, not, has he got? Not that great, yes. And he, because of whatever reason, did not have as long a career as some of these other quarter, quarterbacks that we might talk about. So, we'll give him his props. Well, I already know who Matt's going to say. and So, go ahead. Steve All Young. Right. Oh, oh, never mind. Matt. I don't know who Matt. All right. What do you think I was going to say? This is in NFL history. Yeah. Now, I'll probably change my opinion after he retires, but the greatest one currently in NFL history is absolutely Steve Young. Okay. Any, any opinion as to why? Dude's got three rings. Okay. He's got three Super Bowl rings plus Super Bowl MVP. He's also, you know, he rushed for a lot of yards. So 4,239 to be exact. Yep. Yep. That's only like what? 2000 behind Michael Vick. Mm-hmm. Still quite a bit. I mean, Michael Vick's obviously run the most, but uh, yeah, Steve Young's greatest uh, dual threat quarterback yeah. in NFL history. So Steve, now that Steve, he did it during a time when that was not necessarily the norm. Now right. no, everybody's scheming for that. And they, they always have these mobile quarterbacks back then. This dude was an anomaly. I, I, Oh, totally. So Steve Young passed for three thirty-three thousand one hundred twenty-four yards, two hundred thirty-two touchdowns. Rushed for four thousand two hundred thirty-nine yards and forty-three touchdowns. Only quarterback with more than thirty thousand passing and four thousand rushing in fifteen, 15 in fifteen seasons. Yep. So gotta give it Steve Young and three Super Bowl rings. Yeah, you can't overlook that. So I'm gonna go with an oldie. I'm gonna go all the way back to the sixties and seventies. Fran Tarkenton. Um and Fran Tarkenton. See, I, the, I thought I thought Matt might go there because he's in oh, the really? division. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. true. So Fran Tarkenton, up until Michael Vick got here, was the leader in the clubhouse. Um well, excuse me, until Steve Young got there. Uh he rushed for 33,674 yards and 32 touchdowns. Um he passed for 47,003 yards and 342 touchdowns. Um, if Steve Young was an anomaly, 
yeah. in the 80s and 90s than Fran Tarkenton was an even bigger anomaly in the 60s and 70s. Um, I, 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 I just, I just have to give it to Fran Tarkenton as well, basically the the first. The first. How long had the forward pass even been a thing at that point? I have no idea. <laughs> we're not, not we real were talking about NFL history here. Not real long. I think that far back, almost passing was more of an anomaly. See, I mean, we're more, not, we're more along the lines of, that, we're, we're more along the lines of going with who our favorite is as opposed to who the greatest is. Oh, right, come well, on. Who you got, Trent? He's got three rings. Well, no, I'm not arguing Steve Young. I, that, that's a, I mean, that was a very good choice, but I'm only going to go, I'm going a little bit newer age than that. Okay. Uh, and I'm actually just saying this really to honor somebody because I loved watching him when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that is Randall Cunningham. Steve, Steve McNair. See, McNair. I was going to mention Steve McNair, and I'm glad that you mentioned him. And I, and again, I, Steve McNair doesn't have all the accolades that those other guys have. But as far as – because stats don't make you a dual-threat quarterback. Do, okay, that, that came out wrong. I'm saying, like, to be a dual-threat quarterback, you don't have to have the top three, you know, most rushing yards as a quarterback ever. Being a dual threat means, like, at any moment, this pocket passer can pull the ball down and take off. Right. And Steve McNair almost took down the greatest show on turf. I, I mean, was going to say, the man should have a Super Bowl. He should. And he was – when he was running, it – like, you knew something was going to happen. Yeah. So, I, I just – I really like watching Steve McNair. I, and, you know – Kind of honoring him because he's not here anymore. Yeah, but for uh, sure. That was good. So right. I don't know, steaming there. Okay, here's a couple other. I also like okay. Donovan McNabb, but I, he's an Eagle, so I can't say him. By the I was going to say I was going to mention two Eagles, McNabb, and then the other one was going to be Randall okay. Cunningham. Randall. Uh, <laughs> Ooh, some hate. Oh my goodness! I hate the Eagles. I hate yeah, the and Eagles. I hate and I hate the Vikings. I still admit he's good though. Oh, I I didn't say they weren't good. I just hate them, so I will not mention them. Randall Cunningham uh, at this time has second most rushing yards for a quarterback with almost 5,000. So well, all, all of that's going to get broken. We know that. Yep. Yes. By oh, the next yeah. guy that we're all going to agree is the best in the NFL now. So. Nope. Wait, what? Okay, Matt, I want, we're going to now say talk about the best dual, qu- dual threat quarterback in the NFL right now, and I want Matt to start because – if you're not going to say who I think you, who I thought you were going to say since I he should, put that he should say, in. Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson Are is you the best Russell dual. Th- he's the best dual threat a, quarterback in the he's NFL a currently. Passer. Because Absolutely. he's a better passer. Absolutely, dude. Not only that, but you got to look at this because Russell Wilson runs more yards behind the line of scrimmage than anybody else does in front of the line of scrimmage. Well, yeah, because his offensive line is terrible. Yeah, that's, he, that's he's sitting there running. He had like he probably had a thousand yards. Somebody it's, look it up. Somebody do the do the whole Cassie thing <laughs> where you look at how many yards the guy actually runs in a game. I guarantee this dude ran a thousand yards last season. That's called self preservation. 
You know, yeah. I was just gonna take the I was gonna take the easy answer and say well, uh, a big trust up there, but uh, yeah. I'm changing my answer. Okay, <laughs> uh, I agree with Matt. I didn't even think I didn't even think, and I said it with Steve McNair. It's not about stats, and Russell Wilson is absolutely a better passer. Yep, but That's Lamar true. Jackson is definitely the most deadly running quarterback probably ever. Um. We didn't say a running quarterback. We said dual. But he is not. He's not that Russell great Wilson. of a passer. Yep. Yeah. Russell, he was definitely. Wilson he's definitely lucky. More times than not. So. Uh, well, you any, just say that because he's a Raven. Well, yeah. Uh, any, <laughs> any, any love for Patrick Mahomes as a dual threat quarterback? I know we don't necessarily think of him as a runner. He's a pocket passer. Right. Yeah, he's a pocket passer. He's a pocket he's, passer. He's a, he's a. He's a mobile pocket passer we'll put it that way i think dak is more of a dual threat running back or running back quarterback than mahomes is okay all right uh and i think deshaun watson is a close second to russell wilson yep yeah because he's also a way better passer than lamar jackson hey yeah lamar jackson still love you big trust (laughs) (laughs) oh man well that's a good conversation. I'm glad we had that. Let's go ahead and get ready to wrap things up. What was here. your pick? What was your pick? Uh, I think I was going to say Lamar. You didn't say. I think I was going to say <laughs> <Yeah>. Lamar. <laughs> yes. yes. Lamar for MVP. You, you, brought, you brought a valid point to the argument, Matt. So That's true. It totally – I was blindsided by the fact that you – validity to your argument matthew instead of just i was so sure that i was so sure that you were gonna say lamar jackson i thought so too so in the moment i typed that question out in the show notes man look i have educated takes here yeah yeah, they're hot but there's some intelligence behind this hotness okay i'm like a dual threat is that what you okay is that what you tell girls and hotness Yes. So, so why don't you? Uh, so you need to walk back your MVP statement from last year, though. Yeah, because Lamar was the MFP, but Russell Wilson was the MVP. Say it well, right I now. Had, I had a lot of hot takes last year, and I can't. I wouldn't be true to myself if I didn't stand by them. <laughs> <laughs> Man, like only you can. Like only yeah. you can. I yeah. made my bed, yeah. and I'm gonna sleep in it. Okay. All right. Let's finish things out. Hi. So next week, I believe that we are going to jump into the AFC, AFC South um, in honor of the runner up in the AFC, the Tennessee Titans. And so we'll talk about the Titans, the Jacksonville Jaguars, the Indianapolis Colts and the dumpster fire. That is the Houston Texans front office. And Deshaun Watson. So we'll talk about <laughs> the AFC South next week, and we'll follow it up with the A- the NFC South. We get to talk about probably the most competitive division in football next year. Uh, hopefully, uh, man, so. those are two. Those are two. Uh, well, I think the Titans are far and away the best in the AFC South, but the, there's uh, no telling what's going to happen with Philip Rivers now with the Colts. That's that's true, and the Colts are good. They're a good team, so. Mm-hmm. Yep, Marlon Mack and Jonathan Taylor. So it'll be it'll be name a division other than the AFC West that's not just totally up for grabs right now. 
the AFC East. I think it's the Bills division. Now, just the fact that you said that, though, means that it is up for grabs because any other year you would have said absolutely the Patriots. And I think it will still be close. Oh, no. As long as Belichick's there, I think okay. I do make something out of nothing. So uh, Every division well, is up you're for grabs. Right. It's a, it's no, no, no parody in the NFL. It'll be good. So, all right, gentlemen, uh, Matt, would you give us another plug for that uh, fourth and short Instagram? Yes. If you'd like to be a part of our conversations here on this show, go ahead and go follow at fourth short podcast. We'll post stories asking for fan questions and any input that you'd like uh, us to talk about. Currently, it's just me responding to the stories saying how intelligent this Matt guy is on this podcast. So, if you're actually please, a real person, please hit us up at for the short podcast. That's right. We need we need content. I mean, because you see what we get when it's just the three of us. We get Matt. It's true. It's very so, true. We can't we can't do this anymore. So, all right. Well, go ahead and also let me say, give us a rating and review if you have not already. Wherever you listen to podcasts, and also share it with somebody else as we get prepared for football. We want to make sure that we're spreading the joy that the NFL season will bring to all of us, the sporting fans, as we come back after quarantine. So, hey, is there even a way to rate us on on Spotify? I have no idea, honestly. I don't really listen to podcasts on Spotify. We're on there. But I, I do. Don't really know. Yeah, that's where I listen to us at. I'm glad to hear Apple you listen podcast. to us, Matt. Yeah, why I'm not? Very glad to hear you listen to us. No joke, no joke. I've gone back and listened to some of the episodes, and I hear myself talk. I'm like, wow, that was a good point. I'm a genius. <laughs> wow. 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 Right. And on that note, we're gonna go ahead and shut it down for the night. So, from all of us yeah. here at the Fourth and Short Podcast, peace Later. out. Bye. Big trust. Woo-woo. Thank you.